Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Hello, podcast listeners. If you heard yesterday's episode, which you may or may not have done, I was telling you about bread. Some bread I was making, and I'm not going to explain why I was telling you that, but that's what I was telling you about. But I did say I would share the outcome of my bread making activity. Well, it would appear that I actually did make some bread and I had some toast made with said bread this morning. So for those of you who just wanted to know how it turned out, it turned out okay. But I thought it'd be useful to just take this a little bit further and think about what the hell bread making has to do with anything that relates to anxiety, brain fog, menopause, overwhelm, overthinking, any of those things especially if you didn't hear yesterday's episode. I'm not going to repeat what I said yesterday, but bread making or something similar, if you think about it, it's it's like a little micro lesson for how we approach or experience projects, anxiety, life events, lists, you name it. Let's just use bread as an example. So my purpose in making the bread was obviously to get some bread. That, that was the ideal outcome, was that I created something edible. That was the ideal outcome. But did I set myself up for, oh, it's gotta be it's gonna be right, it's gotta be edible, otherwise it will go horribly wrong, otherwise I can't possibly, you know, I can't be seen in public, I can't share this with anybody, it's, it will be filled with shame if I get it wrong. No, no, I wasn't thinking any of those things. I had no expectation of myself. I have no expectation of myself as a chef or a cook. You know, I'm well known. I can create food that's quite tasty and I can create food that is utterly inedible. You know, you could throw it across the wall and kill somebody with some of the things I might have made. So no expectation, no pressure. So that's the first thing. The minute we we think, oh, hang on a minute, yeah, but uh, someone else puts this pressure. No, we create the pressure. So the first thing you can take from it is, okay, so where's the pressure coming from? Is it coming from me or somebody else? It's coming from you. And I know that's a tough call, especially when you're in the middle of menopausal anxiety, and it's almost insulting to go, I'm not creating this. And you're kind of right and you're wrong. You're right in that you, you're you not in control of that whole serotonin thing, which impacts on it. You're not in control of all those major life events occurring around the outside and the periphery impacting on you, massively stressful things. You're right, you're not. But everything else, like what you think, what you decide to do, how you decide to do it, what standards you set for yourself are within your control, within reason. So I didn't set myself up with an impossible standard of 
this is going to be the most amazing bread. I could sell it in the shop down the road. Everybody's going to love it. I'm going to set up a bread business because of it, because I'm so amazing and brilliant. No. I set an outcome that was just, do you know what? I'm going to make some bread, see how it turns out. That's it. I'm going to enjoy the process. Now, this is the most important thing, probably. I'm going to enjoy the process. Just doing it for the hell of doing it. If it turns out great, it's an absolute bonus, double whammy. If it turns out to be a weapon, because it's, as I say, you could throw it and kill someone with it, not what I'm planning to, nor would I recommend anyone else plans to, but it's a learning exercise. And did I have some fun doing it? Well, probably. And that might tell me, do I do it again? And if I do, do I do it differently? Or do I go, do you know what? Probably not the best thing for me. So it's a process. The process was the part that I was really doing it for. The process of just doing something that didn't engage with my usual part of my brain that's thinking about problems, solutions, words, you know, written words, spoken words, conversations with, with clients or, or whoever. No thinking required, no problem solving, just get a recipe, <laughs> open it up, attempt to follow it without skipping, because do you do that? Do you find <coughs> you read a recipe and you think you're following it, but you discover, oh, I forgot, I didn't notice that bit on the list of ingredients. Or, you know, you get halfway down the process and you think, what salt? <laughs> or what? You think, what? And you're scrolling back up looking for the ingredients. I do that. I'm that kind of person. I skip the detail. But, you know, that the, the whole purpose was just simply to do something that didn't involve any of that problem solving. It's engaging a different part of my brain. That was the purpose. And, and it succeeded on that level. That's where I wanted it to succeed. And it was remarkably easy to do as well. I hasten to add, bread is not that hard. So I'd bought, think of any of you who are expert bread makers, let me just throw these bits in because you might be going, oh, bread takes ages, you don't need to prove it. I used spelt flour. If you don't know what spelt flour is, go look it up. Spelt flour proves faster and uh, in my opinion, it's a bit nicer than normal wheat flour. So if you're allergic to wheat, it's a good one, I think, I'm told. Anyway, it doesn't take so long. So it was a nice process. All I had to do, seriously, the ingredients were flour, spelt flour, yeast in a packet, a uh, bit of salt, a bit of sugar, water, and interestingly, a little bit of oil. I didn't know that. Anyway, basically, you just chuck a load of dry ingredients in a big bowl, mix it up. This, this is Shirley's version of a recipe. Um, throw in appropriate amount of measured tepid water as per recipe, mix it up, and then knead. And the, this recipe was so cool because it actually told you how many times to do the kneading, which was cool because it meant that my brain could only focus on this one thing. So I, I've got myself physically engaged. And so that, that comes deep from your subconscious. You know, that's your... Uh, automatic behavior where you don't have to think too hard about it, but is slightly working it because 
you're doing an activity that's not familiar to you. So, so I'm kneading, I think I'm kneading this bread and I've got to do it a hundred times. So I've got to concentrate in a way that's kind of relaxing and focused, kind of easy, not in a, oh, I've really got to concentrate on this. No, I just had to count. And at the same time I'm kneading, so I'm working my arm and, and I'm, as I'm doing this, you can't see me, I'm, I'm doing my impression of kneading, standing here, doing my impression of kneading, I'm counting. One, I had to do 100, which I quite liked, I found that quite satisfying. And then I had to cover it and put it somewhere warm, leave it for an hour, come back to it, and then do it again, knead it again, 100 times. And then go and put it somewhere warm again while I'm heating the oven and then put it in the oven. So, uh, what you do with it is you get engaged with the, the process and you get a little bit excited as you start to benefit from little wins and i talk about this a lot about those small things that you can celebrate of the first one being oh i, I, I got all the ingredients that it's actually got on the list well, that's a small win yay i got all the ingredients right i measured them right adding the water Oh God, is this, because often, I don't know about you, I follow a simple recipe where they say add water and then in their version of the recipe, you know, it all comes to this marvellous consistency. And in my version, measured the same amount of water, measured the same amount of dry ingredients. It's either a cludge, like there's not enough, or it's, it's a soupy consistency. And how does that happen? So I had another little win with, oh, no, this is a bit, this is a bit like it should be. A few moments of, is it? Oh, I'm not quite sure, where there was still quite a lot of dry bits around the edges. But as I began my kneading, it all was coming together. And I thought, well, it's going all right so far. So there were little wins. And when I took it somewhere warm, there was that, I know it sounds like a, such a small thing, but it's the small things that really do matter of, using a little bit of ingenuity of, well, where am I going to put it as a warm place? I don't have an airing cupboard. Uh, the heating wasn't on. The fire wasn't on. So I, I had to get creative. Aha, my office is quite small and warm. And if I plug in a heater, then so I'm, I'm creating this little warm space. And that's a tiny, ridiculous thing. Why would you feel impressed with that? But just those little details of thinking, oh, I worked out a little solution to that problem increases your confidence if you're thinking this is i can't believe i'm even listening to this you want to stick with this and pay attention because it is these ridiculously small things that if we allow ourselves to pay attention to them to give ourselves some credit for well done you you are paving a pathway that is a positive neural pathway that is the beginning, the breadcrumb trail, if you'll forgive the pun, towards transforming the way your menopausal brain deals with anxiety and gets you out of the flipping hole that you're in. So don't dismiss this as trivial or pointless or why am I even listening to this? Because you will miss some gold. So, so I'm quite pleased with myself. I found this place to warm it. And then I come back and, it, and they say it should have doubled in size. So there was a little moment there where I did do that little, um, oh, doubting myself thing, doing it wrong thing. A little bit of the perfectionism creeps in. I went, oh, I don't think this is double. Oh, have I done something wrong? But then I thought, well, what can I do? 
that and that's what you have to go you have to go sometimes well what can i do followed it we'll see how it goes so i just continued doing what it told me to do because i thought the only time i'm going to really know for sure is when i followed all the steps and i take it out of the oven and i let it cool and i cut it and i and i taste it it's the only point until then there's a point at which you've passed that point of no return you just have to keep committing to the outcome without 100 certainty of what that outcome will be and that is another core lesson in life because so often we can reach a point with something work relationships call it what you will especially we're more likely to perhaps give up on things when we're menopausally challenged where you go you look at your metaphorical equivalent of the bread hasn't doubled in size like they said it would and throw in the towel and go oh i knew it wouldn't work what was the point in trying that i knew i couldn't do this i never could i don't know how people do it properly you know you could easily just go well it's not worked how they said so it's wrong but if you just go do you know what this may not turn out as perfectly as it could, but I'm going to keep going, keep going, just keep following steps because I'll learn or I'll, I'll get to the end and go, I've no idea how that works. But even that is learning. So there is a lesson in that. So I kept going, got to the whole point, put it in the oven. And honestly, I couldn't. I've got the timer for 40 minutes. But you can't help it. You just can't help looking. I thought you can't sit here for 40 minutes looking through the window of the oven, surely. You really can't. And I didn't. But I did go and check quite a lot looking through the window. Oh, it's rising. It's rising. Could it be bread? Could it be? And then it created this kind of brown, biscuity, smooth look. And my partner's going, mm. I could tell he's thinking. And this is again, ooh, allowing other people's judgment to influence you. But no, I don't care. Uh, I don't care what you think, what, what it looks like. It might not look like a, a loaf you've bought from the bakery, but I'm reserving judgment. It's risen. Bonus. Tick. <laughs> Tick. Give myself a little bit of pat, pat on the back. Self-congratulation. It's risen. It looks a bit like a loaf. And then it was a bit of struggle getting it out of the container that I cooked it in because I didn't have a proper loaf tin, I had to put it in a foil thing. Anyway, we got past that, cooled it, woke up this morning, wasn't necessarily in the mid for toast, but no, I have to have toast. I have to know, does this taste like bread? Will it toast? Well, it did. And so I count that as a success, but that was the absolute bonus. As I said, if it hadn't turned out how I wanted it, then, then it didn't, but it did. So now I've got another even bigger win. Now I've got more confidence about doing it again, about, you know, bread, oh, bread making is not necessarily that big a deal and learning I can take forwards. But the whole experience was from start to finish, re-engaging a different part of my brain to the one that's going, Oh, hang on a minute, I have to solve this problem, I have to solve this, I have to remember this, I have to put this on the list. No, just disengaging that bit of my brain. That was objective number one, number two, number three, number four. That was the objective. Then using it as an opportunity for a lot of quick wins, which is supporting my 
positive neural pathways. Oh, I feel good about this. Oh, that looks like it might be right. Oh, that needling feels quite good. Oh, I think I might have done that well. Oh, it's risen. Oh, maybe not as much. But quick wins, quick wins, quick wins, quick wins. It looks like a loaf. Yeah, a bit like a loaf. Finally, tastes like a piece of toast. Amazing. So the whole experience is is a little tiny, I was going to use the word anachronism, and I don't think I mean that at all. Anyway, a microcosm, I think is what I mean, um, of, of what we could go through. And it could be any experience. I chose baking. You could choose crochet, skiing, knitting, paragliding, pottery, what you know, you name it, something that engages a different part of your brain. And ideally, if your body's involved, even if you might think well, my body's not involved in knitting, but it is, you've got to engage your hands and your fingers in a different way. And that comes from a different place of that's stirring up the tension and the stress and the anxiety and the overwhelm and the overthinking. It's coming from a different part of your brain that just helps release and get you on a different path that might just get you out the other side faster. Which is the main objective really, is get you out the other side of menopause faster and better. So I'm gonna leave you with this, this just final piece. It's one thing I have said to clients when they want to come out the other side to rediscover the person that they were. What I say is, you may not rediscover the person that you were. What you may discover is that you reach a place which is even better than where you were before. And that is the kind of golden goose egg thing <laughs> that you get, which I kind of, I kind of don't like to promise that, but actually, if you just stick and do all of the things that I'm sharing with you that, that you can benefit from, you can get to a place that is not the same, but it's better. And that is, is just the most delicious bonus. Anyway, enough of that, enough of bread making. Uh, hope you have a great Monday and you're not feeling oh, a bit low. We're, we're close to that. Oh no, yesterday was meant to be. 17th of January is meant to be the day where people get most depressed, COVID, and that's in non-COVID times. So I hope that that wasn't the case for you. I hope that you've come into Monday going, no, it's okay. I'm still here. I can do this. I can do this. I'll go and make some bread, maybe, or something else entirely. If you found this weird episode helpful, do share on social media, uh, even if it's just for curiosity or weirdness. And as ever, I'll be back here tomorrow. Join us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you hang out. You know, I kind of occasionally hang out on other platforms, but uh, mostly Instagram, Facebook, and even there, not a lot. You're mostly going to find me here. Message us if you want anything, if you want to share something, if you'd like us to cover something or just ask a question. Other than that, I'll catch you tomorrow. Have a brilliant rest of day. Bye for now.